You're listening to Hawk Talk with former Seahawks wide receiver Michael Bumpus. At the 10-yard line, second and eight. Three wide receivers now in motion as Bumpus left to right. Julius Jones with single setback. Matt Pump fakes, looking to the goal line. He throws it into the end zone. Touchdown, Seahawks! It's Michael Bumpus with a diving catch in the end zone. A 10-yard touchdown reception for Bumpus, and the kid out of Washington State has found himself a place on this team. Powered by Seahawks.com. You are listening to Hawk Talk Recap Edition. I am Michael Bumpus along with NASA Chobie. The Seahawks beat the 49ers 28-21. to And like we always do, let's get in the trenches with Ray Roberts. It's time to go inside the trenches with former Seahawk Ray Roberts. Big Ray, Hawks get the win. How you feeling? I'm feeling pretty good, man. You know, like, you know, a win is a win is a win is a win. You know, some people can get, like, caught up in the details of it or what it looked like or what it should have looked like. But at the end of the day, you got uh, you got a, a mark in the win column and, and not one in the losing column. Yeah, so this offense seemed to struggle early in the game. They went five consecutive drives when they went three and out. Didn't really get things going until the last drive before the half. What did you see that allowed this offense to kind of open things up? Well, early in the game, it just didn't seem like you know that, that they were clicking all on all the cylinders. Like it was, everyone took a turn and kind of having a mistake, whether it was along the offensive line or it's a bad throw or a bad route or what have you. Uh, but it seems like you know right before the half, they got some rhythm going. They kind of picked up the tempo a little bit. Uh, they were able to get in the end zone and tie the tie the game up. And uh, and for it had you had to go into the halftime feeling good because as bad as you had played, uh, you were still in the game. It was a, it was a tie it was a tie ball game, you know. And so like there was at one point there were five three and outs in a row, and three of those five uh, um, three and outs ended in sacks. So they were able to recapture some of what they're capable of doing right before the half, and it carried over into the second half. So the offense finds a way to get going. They struggle initially, but uh, the defense. It was a bend, but don't break. You look at the stats, and you're going to say, man, this defense had a tough day. But really, that wasn't the case. What you see with the defense? Well, you know what I saw is, like uh, like I said this before, but I remember in the preseason we are interviewing um, uh, Ben Bakurvin, and he said, we asked him about, you know, the coverage in the secondary. And he said, hey, you know, we just all need to be a little stickier. And it seems like uh, yesterday that the secondary was stickier. stickier. So, uh, you know, Diggs came up with the interception. Neil came off the bench and was playing with a lot of energy and and uh, and been really close and around the receivers a lot. You know, um, Jamal Adams had a big hit on on Kittle in the end zone that dislodged him from the from the football. So it just seemed as if the energy was different, the uh, the stickiness to the receivers were different, and then we were able to you know even though Garoppolo was getting the ball out fast uh, at times, um, we were able to get you know some pressure on him. And then when they put in the young guy, the offense became – when they put in Trey Lance, their offense became kind of one-dimensional. And so they, they picked up some yardage where he kind of dropped back to pass and ran the ball or some running plays they had for him. But it never felt like he was going to be a real threat to, to what we're trying to get done on the offense. But the, I mean, on the defense. But at the end of the day, it just seemed like they chopped up a lot of yardage, uh, some empty yardage. But it, I felt at that point that our defense had a handle on, uh, on, on the game and what they were trying to get accomplished. So this segment is called Getting the Trenches with Big Ray. Let's go in the trenches, man. Brandon Shell's out. Jamarco Jones is out. Cedric O'Boy, he had to step in. It looked like he struggled early in the game. How did he kind of fix things? 
Well, you know, it, it was a surprising a guy who, you know, was out since the preseason and just kind of working his way back off of the, the injury list. And then, you know, Jamarco Jones, uh, you know, has issues uh, to start the game with and, and can't play. And so here he is, like, his first real minutes after not playing, you know, the whole preseason is in, you know, live action. So early on, the very first pass play, uh, you know, gave up a sack. But then after that, he ended up playing, you know, pretty solid football. And if you go by some of the pro football focus stuff, he was one of the higher graded uh, offensive players of the game. I think he graded like in the you know mid sixties or something. So, which isn't bad for a guy that's just basically walking out of the training room and onto the on the football field to play you know full speed live football against guys that can really get after the quarterback. So, hopefully, some of those things will start to you know heal themselves and we can get Brendan Brendan Shell back. Uh, I like Cedric and I like uh, Jamarco, but uh, Shell just has a different uh, presence at right tackle. So, hopefully. Uh, he can be closer to getting back this week. So the Hawks get it done on Sunday. It's going to be a short week. They turn around and play the Rams on Thursday night football at home. How do they keep this, your favorite word, momentum going, uh, going into Thursday? Yeah, I think it's going to be, this is going to be a big challenge on both sides of the ball uh, in the interior, you know? And, and so obviously the last time we saw the Rams and the Seahawks, man, it just did not look pleasant at all. They were running the ball, on the, against the defense, and then we couldn't block, you know, uh, Aaron Donald or or uh, a Ford. They were just, you know, all over the quarterback, and, and that was in the, in the playoff game. So it's going to be a challenge, and especially on the short week. So it's going to be important that the offense gets into a rhythm early. You can't start with five three and outs and three sacks to end those. Uh, so you're going to have to, you know, get that running game going to kind of settle the offense down, take the underneath throws when they're there, take your shots when they're there. So it's going to have to be a real uh, um, making the, the Rams defense defend the entire field. If we get one dimensional on offense, it's going to be really tough sledding. And then on defense, I really think that, you know, the pass rush is getting better and better every week. Uh, when, when Monet and Woods are in there pushing the middle of the pocket, it allows those outside guys to get a little bit closer to the quarterback. You know, Daryl Taylor now has, it had a sack on Sunday as three sacks in four games. Carlos Dunlap should have had two sacks and was held on both calls and only got a, a holding call on one of them. So they're getting, they're getting closer to the quarterback, but you know, they have some weapons over there uh, on the, on the Rams uh, with Stafford being a new quarterback, a guy that has a big arm and uh, McVay seems to have more confidence in him than he had in, in golf. So it's going to be a challenge for this team against that team on the short week, because this, this, this game has always been, a really tough get for the Seahawks. Should be a good one, but we're glad they are two and two. They get it done against the 49ers and you get it done every Monday. Big Ray, appreciate you, man. Yo, thanks for having me, brother. All right, next time. Okay, let's bring in NASA Choby. Let's break this thing down. What happened? See what had happened at first was. <laughs> what happened was. What had happened was. On Hawk Talk. What had happened was, Bump. It's a good feeling this week. Seahawks fans, you should be excited. You should be happy. Back in the win column, it's been a, a disappointing last couple of weeks for the Seahawks, but they bounce back, get back on the right track as they beat San Francisco 49ers 28-21. to um, And honestly, Bump, they just looked like a completely different team against the 49ers. But kind of in old Seahawks fashion, it didn't start that way. Seahawks give up an eight-play, 71-yard touchdown drive on the Niners' opening possession, then went three and out on the first five drives offensively so mm. it didn't it didn't look good early on I know people are panicking I know Seahawks Twitter as it always does is going insane people 
the world is falling. We're going to be owing, you know, whatever. But no, they got things going late in the second quarter. Things started to change a little bit. Had a great drive, six plays, 80 yards. Ended with a 12-yard DK Metcalf touchdown. Quandre Diggs got involved with the interception. First one of the team um, this season. And then they really got going in the third quarter. They had back-to-back scoring drives. Russell Wilson had an incredible run. Still got some wiggle. Um, and then connected with Freddie Swain in another crazy play, man. So th- this dude can still play, man. It was it was really good to see them get off to a good start. Man, we saw old school Russell spinning out of a sack, finding Freddie Swain, getting those legs going, scoring a touchdown. The thing I liked about Russell Wilson's performance is that he didn't force anything. Even when, when it was when things were slow, when you could have it's taken a shot you're not supposed to take, man, he took care of the football and made things happen. And the Hawks took advantage of some 49er mistakes. The 49ers fumble. You got a short field. You have to score in those situations, right? Diggs gets an interception, changes the momentum of the game. You get a short field. You punch it in for a touchdown. Those are what good, good teams do. Paul Moyer said, he goes, man, how many teams can play this bad? I right, give up all these yards and still win a football game. I mean, the Hawks just find ways to win. And I think it comes down to that neutral mindset that Russell's always talking about. Look, you're never down. You're never up. Just stay in the game and you'll be good to go. The Niners just couldn't get things going in the second half. We saw the rookie Trey Lance. That offense changes when he's in there. It's not that misdirection. I'm going to take a couple shots here. It was like, who, who described it the best? I think someone said on the Seahawks, it was like a high school football offense where you just put your best athlete in the backfield and you try to allow him to make some plays with his feet. And again, the Hawks took advantage of that situation. Yeah. I think Trey Lance is incredibly athletic. I think he's going to be a good quarterback in this league. He's just clearly not ready yet. And I mean, it's getting thrown in the fire like that. Um, Coach Hannon talked all week and all season that Jimmy Garoppolo is our starting quarterback. He's made that very clear. And, you know, I'm sure Trey Lance isn't getting the same kind of reps that Jimmy G was getting. So getting thrown out there is a, a tough thing for a rookie like that, but he did okay. He saw he had moments. The Seahawks helped him out with a with a blown coverage, gifted them a touchdown there. But looking through the stats bump, it's crazy. The Niners had 457 total yards. Seahawks had 234. Um, the Niners had 23 first downs. Seahawks had 14. Time of possession was much closer this week, but the Niners still had the edge, 31 to four. They had the ball for 31 minutes, 40 seconds to the Seahawks, 28 minutes and 20 seconds. But you mentioned it, man. Turnovers. Those two turnovers are at least, I think, the first Diggs interception, the Seahawks can score off that, but it, it's stop points. And then on the fumble, they turn into a touchdown right away. So that's the thing, making big plays. We've been talking about it for a couple of weeks all season. They need to get the football away from the other football team, and they did that on Sunday, and that's uh, pretty much the big difference in the win. Two for 10 on third downs. That's still going to kill me. One of these yeah. days, these Hawks will be 50% on third down, but I guess, man, if if you're scoring, you're doing what you got to do. I guess we don't have to worry about third downs. We will take a win. Let's break down some of these playmakers. Touchdown, Seahawks! Playmakers. Showdown, what time it is? Holy catfish! Playmakers, we always start with the quarterback. And Russell Wilson did not disappoint. As usual, he went 16 of 23 for 149 yards and two touchdowns. Four carries, 26 yards, and one touchdown on the ground. And with his two touchdowns, Russell Wilson passed Vinny Testaverde for 17th place on the NFL's all-time passing touchdown list with 276. Russell uh, had, had a passer rating of over 110 or higher and no interceptions in each of the first four games played. Join uh, John Haddle of 1973 and Milt Plum, 1960, for those of you that were alive then. 
Um, that's the only place in NFL history <laughs> with a rating 110 or higher with no interceptions in the team's first four games. So Russ is doing his thing, man. Slow start, but he comes gets after it. Makes the huge plays when necessary. Scramble touchdown, the one to Freddie Swain. So good to see Russell get the offense. who started slow, kind of get themselves corrected in that second half. He passed Vinny Testaverde. Vinny played till he was like 42 years old. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Russ, is like, Russ is like 32, so uh, he's, he's doing good things, all right? All right, another playmaker, DK Metcalf, had four receptions, 65 yards, one touchdown. And on that first drive, I believe he had two catches. And one of his routes, I'm seeing the evolution of DK Metcalf, right? Every year, I feel like he adds something to his game. I think it was an option route that he, uh, he was in the slot, an option rather means one-on-one with maybe the nickel or whoever's over might be a safety and uh, gives him a little shake at the top of a five yard route, goes to the inside, boom, gets the football. That's a little man route. All right. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a five eleven type route. And this guy's getting it done. DK Metcalf did have a couple drops, but he's still consistent. You know, he's still someone you can rely on the last couple of games. He's shown that, look, I can help get this offense going. It's nice to see DK do his thing. Yeah, no, you're right. Consistency. And, you know, Tyler Lockett got banged up a little bit at the end of that Vikings game, but this is kind of what happened last year where those guys kind of trade off who has the big games. So Tyler came out on the season on a tear those first two games. Been a little quieter the last two, but the last two DK Metcalf has turned around and uh, started having some good football games. Let's go to the running backs. And it's it's not Chris Carson, which is shocking. You'd always assume that number 32, we know he runs that rock. But Alex Collins is one. He was one that was a huge spark in the football game. 10 carries, 44 yards and a touchdown and two receptions for 34 yards. And he had one of the biggest receptions of the game. It was on that first scoring drive. I think it was he went for about 25, 26 yards on that little dump off. And he kind of was the energizer bunny, got things going, running the football hard. You can tell that he's when he's in the game, he's he's working, he's in good shape. So good to see Alex Collins kind of emerge as that uh, second running back. Yep, that 28-yard reception got things going. Turbo said it the best in the postgame show, man. He just looks different. He looked hungry. He looked like a guy who was going to take advantage of this opportunity. Alex Collins like to see him get it done. Quandre Diggs, seven tackles, two passes defended, one interception. And the interception, he broke it down postgame nasty, and it was beautiful. He's like, look, man, I watch film. Mm-hmm. This is what I do. I read my keys. I saw one do this. I knew two was going to do that. I jumped on the football. The game is easy when you study, folks. The game is easy when you prepare. Quandre has been one of the most consistent players on this defense, and I feel like we don't talk about him enough. No, he does not get nearly the love that he, that he deserves. Quandre Diggs is an obviously outstanding football player, but you mentioned it, pattern recognition. He's doing stuff because he's in the film room. He's putting in the work, and it's, it really helped kind of – really, you know, balance what's going on in the secondary. There's been a lot of movement. You started the year with a bunch of guys on the roster that weren't in camp with you. So it's good to see him kind of balance out that secondary. He is the quarterback of that defense. So good to see Quandre Diggs out there making some plays. All right, we got B-Wags, 10 tackles, one pass defended. Again, just another day at the office, B-Wags, double-digit tackles. I mean, uh, we're so fortunate to have this dude, man. He's an anchor on this defense. Um, He's reliable. And, um, it's crazy that he can have 10 tackles and it feels like a quiet game for him, yeah. but he just shows up and gets the job done. You know, he's, I mean, consistency, 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 consistency. Bobby Wagner, each and every week, you can guarantee there's going to be double-digit tackles. He'll probably have a pass defend, might throw in a sack, a PB, whatever it is. Bobby Wagner is 54. We know he's going to be a Hall of Famer, anchor that defense, help. Good to see him doing his thing, getting this thing turned around. Now, Bump, tell me about these wide receivers. 
wide receivers. Like we mentioned, DK, four catches, 65 yards, one touchdown on eight targets. I believe he's going to look at that film and say, man, I could have easy 100 yards if I make a couple catches. But DK is going to bounce back and do his thing. The second leading receiver was a running back with two catches, 34 yards. Alex Collins was the energizer bunny, as you mentioned. Tyler Lockett had a quiet day. I'm just glad that this man was healthy and available to play. He had four catches, 24 yards. Freddie Swain, this is probably, I would say, the most difficult touchdown of his career so far. I believe yep. last week or a couple weeks, he had that one where they're wide open. I think it was against Tennessee, wide open, yep. uh, blown coverage. He, he scores like a 65-yard touchdown. But this one was tight on the sideline in the end zone, had to get the toes down. Russell Wilson spinning out of things, getting it done. Nice to see Freddie. Uncle Will had two for five. Chris Carson had one for one. Let's go to the coach's corner now. All right, in the coach's corner, we've been talking about a little bit throughout the podcast. Russell Wilson does only what Russell Wilson can do. If this was Patrick Mahomes, it'd be all over Sports Center, and we'd be talking about how sure he's would. the MVP. But Russell Wilson can hicks up with Freddie Swain for a 13-yard touchdown. In motion is Swain from left to right. Play fake, look out. Russ tries to spin out of trouble. He does. Looks, he throws it near side. Reaching back, making a catch. Swain, touchdown, Seahawks. Russell Wilson, how did you do that? In huge trouble, spins away from the defender and throws a strike to Freddie Swain in the front corner of the end zone. Russell was dead to rights, and yet he fires a shot, and the Seahawks go on top, a 13-yard touchdown laser to Swain. All right, Freddie Swain goes in motion. He's on the left side of the formation, goes in motion, showing that jet sweep look that we've been asking to see on the top of your screen you got will disley in the slot you got tyler lockett tight as the number one receiver they run like a little crossing route tyler lock is going to go inside he's going to attract the safety in the second level will disley is going to go outside break inside of the second level defender and freddie swain kind of drifts into no man's land you know i think he's kind of like all right i look back let me see what's going on sees that his quarterback needs some help and then he turns it back on gets to the end zone has to reverse pivot out because Russell puts it where only he can get it. Only he can get it. The front pylon on the sideline, the back of the end zone. Freddie makes a good catch, gets the feet down, which is crucial. Nice to see Freddie Swain. He's consistently showing that he can handle that number three spot. No, you absolutely love to see it too. And you mentioned it talking about, you know, who's going to emerge to be that number three receiver for the football team. You mentioned it, Freddie does a great job of just helping out his quarterback. When he realizes it right away once the corner blitzes on the play and then Russell dances out of that, avoids Nick Bosa, he just throws his arm up. And I just love the, I love his uh, reaction to the ball. Just like you said, pivoting, getting there, only where Russell's going to find him, makes a hell of a play. And that, you just love to see it because that's, that's scramble drill. That's if you play with Russell Wilson, you got to know a play breaks down. You got to be ready coming back to the football, helping out your quarterback. And I love to see Freddie Swain, man. He doesn't necessarily get a lot of targets or a lot of love. But uh, he's been there for his quarterback, and he's shown that Russell Wilson can trust him because in situations like this, he makes plays. He's efficient. Freddie, keep doing what you do, baby. All right, now the last two weeks, Nass, we didn't get in this formation. Well, let's go ahead and take this knee. Victory formation, let's get it. Here comes the Seahawks offense onto the field and the Vikings defense trudging out there, knowing that one kneel down, and the Seahawks are going to wind the clock down and win this one. It's the Victory Formation on Hawk Talk. 
It's only been a couple weeks, Bump, but it feels like it's been a month, man. That's what happens because yes. we're so fortunate and, and used to the Seahawks winning a lot of football games around here. So we had a two-week hiatus from the victory formation, but we are back. And here's the thing, man. Uh, Russell Wilson, it started with him, the catalyst, doing Russell Wilson things, making plays all over the field, three touchdowns. Alex Collins, pro- Collins providing a spark you know, off the bench of that second running back. So good to see him emerge. And it, it's just good to see them bounce back. They started off slow, started the game with – Three, five, or five, three and outs. We're struggling offensively. It's good to see them bounce back and kind of figure it out. And then score in the third quarter. Remember, two games in a row, we had one drive in the yes. third quarter. The Seahawks bounced back. They scored on multiple possessions, and it was really good to see them get that because, as we know, we didn't want to call it a must win game, but it was a must win game this early in the season, and they got yeah. it done. After the fact, we're going to call it must win all day. <laughs> yeah. Before the fact, we're going to sugarcoat it. Nah, that'll be all right. Nah, that was a must win game. Glad they got it done. And that defense, man, there were times we were frustrated a bit in this game, but even with all the yards that they gained at one point, even with all the yards they were gaining in the first half and the offense not moving the ball the way we wanted to, it was still 7-0. Mm-hmm. So that's why stats can fool you sometimes. You see, you see the the rush yards, the pass yards. You're like, dang, what's going on with this defense? The offense is not scoring. This feels bad. But you look at the score and you're like, okay, we're still in this ball game. And that's exactly what the defense did. Uh, they won the turnover battle. Had two takeaways, no turnovers. Russell Wilson has yet to turn the football over. If he can take care of the football, the defense can, defense can take away the football. It's going to be good. Hey man, big week coming up. Huge week. Huge week. And we got the Rams coming into town on a short week on Thursday night football. The Rams are, are looking their wounds a little bit because they got smacked up by the Cardinals last uh, yesterday. So it'll be really interesting to see. It's a short week. Both teams are going to be ready to go. It's always a battle against the Rams. You know, there's a little little bad blood. You know what I'm saying? The Seahawks won the yeah. division last year, but the Rams beat the Seahawks in the playoffs. Some words exchanged on social media. So I'll be really excited to see this matchup on Thursday night. Thursday night football primetime, baby. We know Russell Wilson always balls out on primetime. You guys show up and let's get it done. That was Hawk Talk Recap Edition. The Seahawks beat the 49ers 28-21. to Appreciate you guys second time. I'm Michael Bumpers. That's Nash Chobie. Talk to you soon.